everyone. You're now listening to The Midnight Watch, where I'm out of it, standing on watch for you against bad movies. I'm for the Pie. And I'm Nicholas Allen. And tonight's film is The Purge, election year. The soul of our country is at stake. The Purge targets the poor and the innocent. The Senator's going to win, and she's going to make real changes, too. It is a night that is defining our country. It's time to do something about that, Senator. The Purge has to come to an end. You take a lot of risks, Senator. I have to. I was the only one in my family. This new edition in The Purge finds Senator Charlene Roan, played by Elizabeth Mitchell. She's campaigning for President of the United States, and she wants to end The Purge. Of course, the new Founding Fathers don't want that to happen, so they put a new rule in place for Purge Night, which is two days away from the start of the film, in which even elected officials, everybody can be a victim of the purge. There's no more barriers against who you can and can't kill. And, of course, they organize this so they can try and take her out and end her campaign. Her bodyguard happens to be Frank Griot, so it's his duty to make sure that doesn't happen for the night and to make sure they survive the purge so she can go on and possibly win the presidency and end this once and for all. Phil, what did you think of the purge election? Yeah. Oh, this is a frustrating one. Because, yeah. uh, as you know, if you listen to our reviews, we really like the second Purge movie. Hate it, the first one, but really like the second one with Frank Grill. And for probably three quarters of this film, it's pretty good. It's a worthy sequel. It's not quite as tense as the second one because you don't have that running counter. And it gets into a lot of the more broad political ideas of this world, but... It still has the good action, the good atmosphere, and likable characters. It's just, at the end, it gets way too preachy and has an unnecessarily awful thing happen. Yeah. That I'm just like, really, movie? Now, why? There is a character in this movie whose name, he goes by Dante Bishop. He's one of the rebel forces, as I call them, that's fighting against... The Purge. This rebel force was first seen in The Purge Anarchy, but it was led by Michael K. Williams playing... I forgot what the character's name was in that movie. Uh, give me one second here. Try and figure that out. Yeah, I'm like, was it the same character? Because that's what I was no, thinking. Not. They just recast Carmelo, Michael K. Williams. Carmelo Jones. Oh, okay. Now, that guy, the guy Edwin Hodge, who's playing... Um, mm-hmm. Damn, what did I say his name was? Dante Bishop in yep. this movie. I thought he looked really familiar and I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, why does this guy look so familiar? What movie have I seen him in? It turns out this guy has been in all three Purge movies. He was the stranger that they helped in the first oh, movie. Oh, yeah! And I guess in the second movie, he guy. must have shown up with the <laughs> Rebel Forces. And now he's in this movie leading the Rebel Forces because Carmelo Johns is... I, I'm assuming maybe he got killed at some point because there's no way you can convince me that he just, oh yeah, I'm going to step down. I'm done with this. I retire. Right. I'm assuming he must have got killed or in prison. I think they, they couldn't get Michael K. Williams. Well, yeah, but I'm just and saying they don't they write in make anything. A fourth one, they can kind of say, oh, well, he got imprisoned or something. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, that guy. So it kind of, it's very interesting in that aspect when I think back on the series, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. So all roads were leading to this, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Because yeah. the characters they have in this movie, unlike the Purge Anarchy, where I pretty much liked every character, 
Uh, I liked most of the characters, but some of them just got on my damn nerves. Okay. There's Joe played by McKelty Williamson. Yeah, Bubba from Forrest Gump. The That's uncle from ATL. Uh... Free Willy. Yeah, pretty well. That's what I remember him from. <laughs> but he, he will always be Dwight to me. Uh, Dwight from Free Willy. Justified, yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. Had an interesting career. Yeah. Uh, he was one of those characters I was just like, yeah, I was kind of lukewarm on him because <laughs> of the fact that I understand where he's coming from, but after a certain point, it seems like common sense should kick in and it often doesn't for this character. For instance... His character, he owns a deli in town. And I think it's the day of the purge, maybe like eight hours before, the insurance company calls him and says they've, well, more than doubled his rates for purge insurance. So if his shop is damaged, he's basically done. So he decides that he's going to stay at his deli and protect his deli from purgers. Mm -hmm. And... There comes a point where they decide they're probably going to leave the deli because they have a greater calling. And he's like, no, I, I should stay here at the deli. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. Get your ass out of here. Fuck the deli. It's like, you can rebuild this shit later. And then you have the character Marcos, who is probably my favorite character mm -hmm. of the new ones. Who's played by Joseph Julian Soria. He plays a guy who came to the U.S. from Juarez and has been staying with Joe. Joe gave him a job as soon as he came over to America. And he basically looks at Joe as like the surrogate father figure that's helped him out through the tough time. Mm -hmm. And I like that character. But then you have, like I said, Joe, I was kind of mixed on. Okay. The senator yeah. pissed me off a lot yeah. because she wants to do the right thing but to the point of naivete. Yeah. And, yeah, I just can't get with it. It's one of those things where your life is at stake, but you still think it's wrong to do an eye for an eye. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's really also, not. Also, like I said, we saw this movie. It would make sense if this movie took place in our world. But no, this is a completely different universe where people get brutally murdered by the hundreds every year. Like, Yeah. Yeah, she's, on this one night. And you get based on her motivation of her family getting killed in the purge why she's against it. But it's kind of like, yeah, she kind of is that privileged person who doesn't get his, like, wake up, woman. Look at the world you live yeah. in. And there was just so many times where I, like, slapped my hand against my forehead at this character. Yeah. Now, they also had some annoying-ass teenagers in this movie. But the thing about them, I didn't mind it just because I knew they were going to be right. their fucking deaths because right. that's what they were set up to be. Joe has an early encounter yep. with two teenage girls that try to shoplift from his deli. And after his uh, friend, Lainey, played by Betty Gabriel, comes over and basically... Tells him, hey, you better give the shit back or else because apparently, I guess back in the day, she used to be really hard and killed a bunch of people. So they're like, oh, well, we're not going to mess with her. And they give the stuff back. They basically threaten Joe and you already know, oh, yeah, they're going to be back on Purge Night. Yep. And then they come back on Purge Night, but then Joe's being stupid again and decides, oh, I'll just fire a warning shot. And I'll let them leave. And so then when they come back with two more cars, it's like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? You should have just killed them. Yeah. But those characters were so, so annoying. I'm like, maybe yep. this is what people think of millennials. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what this is supposed yeah. to be. 
But hey, when they died, oh, it was so sweet. Oh my god, it was so satisfying. I, I didn't want to seem like that obnoxious moviegoer, so I didn't clap. But I had the urge to start clapping when they died. Yeah, like, yes! Like, it's about damn time, because if I was in this movie, it would have been a different situation. I would have shot them when they came to destroy the first time. But, that's just me. Yeah. I felt like, even though the tension is there, like you said, it's not as good as the second movie, and Frank Grillo really doesn't have as much screen time as some of the other nope. characters. Honestly, the senator. Well, I mean, and, that's kind of a problem because the second movie he kind of basically went through his own personal arc, so it's kind of like, what can you do with this kid after that? Well, they chose the right yeah. avenue to go with, right. but then there's not a lot of action. Like a lot of it, a lot of the movie is just the social commentary. Mm -hmm. There's some action, but it's safe to say that the second one had the most. Oh, definitely. And. Definitely. A lot of the scenes you see in the trailer like happen probably within the first 30 minutes, and yeah. it's gone. Which I guess is probably why we have that whole point where it seems like the movie's about to end, then stuff has to happen to extend it. I guess that was the director going, well, we need another action scene. You know, people are going to be like, ah, that was boring. Yeah. Which I don't really agree with, but that, that seems to be... <laughs> Well, because well, the social commentary is interesting yeah. enough, even though a lot of it is like really, really on the nose yeah. social commentary. Yeah. To the point of having the like, Nazis. Honestly, this movie was made and put into production before Donald Trump started running for president. But yeah, it really, <laughs> considering what's going on now, it really feels like <laughs> all the bad guys in this movie are basically. <laughs> Very obvious caricatures of Trump supporters. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, did you write the script like a week ago? Especially since we have a woman running against a super conservative yeah. jerk like in this movie, a blonde white woman. You know, she's way more attractive. Yeah. Just saying. It's on the nose, but okay, it's fine, whatever. I mean, it was kind of on the nose in the first movie. Well, yeah. But you didn't care in the first one because well, the first yeah. one was just a slog. Yeah. Oh, let's see how the rich family survives. Oh, yeah, with all those security doors. I don't care. If somebody gets into their house, big deal. It's like, well, you kind of had that coming. I want to see how the people who don't have big security yeah. doors have to survive. And that's what the second one was about. Yep. Yeah. Like, to give you an example of what we mean, because this is a spoiler, the bad guys henchmen are literal Nazis. Like, not... I just said that. Neo-Nazis. Yeah, yeah, they're literally Nazis. With, <laughs> with on the back of their SWAT gear, a tag that says white power yeah, on the back. And I'm KKK like, patches on their shoulders. SWAT vest. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, we went there, huh? <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, and like I said, Frank Grillo is solid. I, I hope he gets cast in another action franchise. I really don't think they should make another one of these. It's over and done. Leave it as a trilogy. Yep. I already know, though, considering the huge audience that turned out when like, we I mean, saw I it. I guess if you want to make a prequel with some new character that's not Frank Grillo, I mean, I guess. Why would you even want a prequel? The prequel wouldn't be interesting. Because this one is I probably going to make money, and they're going to be like, well, we have to do another one. I mean, I guess it could be interesting 
to see how much the world changed once they had the first purge night. Like, that could be interesting yeah, to go back yeah. to the very, very first purge, the first time like, they enacted yeah. it. But besides that, it's like, oh yeah, just a prequel for prequel sake. That's somewhere in the timeline, but it's long after the first purge. No, I don't care about those. Yeah, I purges. agree. If they show like the beginnings of it, that would be interesting. Yeah. But otherwise, keep it to see the state of the world before and then mm-hmm. during. But yeah, otherwise, but yeah, hopefully Frank Gill gets cast and stuff. He's pretty awesome. They should go ahead and style. take my idea from like a year ago. Or actually, that was maybe two years ago. I think it might have been two years ago. When Expendables 3 came out. Yeah, that was two years ago. Yep. Cast him in the next Expendables movie. Yeah. Have him have a knife fight with Jason Statham. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, he'd be a great fella. <laughs> but, uh, well, part of the group, because there's other people you should get to, as, yeah. as well as The Rock. But yeah. The Rock, at this point, is probably... Not likely because yeah. he's just in so much shit right, right. now. Between the Fast and the Furious <laughs> films, the rumor spinoff for his character from the Fast uh-huh. and the Furious films, Shazam, Baywatch, which is almost yeah. done, but I'm pretty sure they're planning on something else. Yep. Jumanji, that Disney movie Moana, but that's yeah, even though that's road, yeah, even though that's probably in post production at this yeah. point. Then you have, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to make a sequel to Central Intelligence. Yep. And so, yeah, he's going to be a very busy man. Uh-huh. He's still a good Jackie Chan, though. Yeah. Even though at this point, it's like, <laughs> we don't have time to be pussyfooting around Jackie Chan. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, just say you don't. No uh, hypothetical situations. Well, he here. just said he doesn't want to be on the good guys. He wants to do something different. He wants to be a villain. So it's basically up to Stallone. All right, Stallone. <laughs> So I'll rephrase it for you. No pussyfooting around. Yeah. Get the shit done. Because he basically be like, yeah, the Expendables team is already overcrowded plus they already have Jet Li, so... Not anymore. Oh. But that's true. my idea. True. You know, he, he joined the ranks again after they kill off Arnold. Yeah, my idea involved killing off Arnold. And a couple other characters at the beginning, so... We'll get into that one day. Yeah. Maybe around the time Expendables 4 comes out, I'll... Spill my guts about my idea for Expendables 4 and how alike or different the movie was. Yep. What? So I guess you want to go to ratings? Yeah, yeah, sure. Alrighty. Uh, Need some time. It's on the cusp. Okay. I, I guess a low matinee. Okay. It was very much on the cusp of a rental just because of that unnecessary moment toward the end and. Yep. Just a lot of shit that went wrong with the third act of the movie. Where I'm just like, what are you doing right now? I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. Not that it's incoherent, but it's so stupid. It doesn't make any fucking sense why you guys are doing this right now. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be as nice as you. I am giving it a rental. Okay, fuck it. Retraction. <laughs> rental. Like, yeah. Like, like I said, it sucks because if not... If it had a different third act, it probably would have been boarded on a full price. I forget what we gave the first one. Full I think price. We gave it full price. I know, at least I probably gave it a full price because I really love the movie. Yeah, that, it was an awesome movie, but that that third act, uh, it, it really drags things down. Yeah. But it's definitely worth watching, especially if you like the second one, even, I guess, if you like the first one, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, a lot of people we saw it seemed to be pleased. Like, eh, it wasn't good as the second one, but it was enjoyable. 
No, I didn't say I wasn't pleased. Yeah, was. so it's definitely worth a watch. It's just, yeah, that, that last bit is, and that kid is so annoying. Yeah, and I think it's kind of, I guess what I can chalk it up to, I don't, it has a little bit of rewatchability, but yeah. for me, it won't have as yeah, much as the that, second one. Yeah, and then that's the problem. I won't, I won't be as quick to revisit this one because of that character. Unlike the second one, which right. I've already watched like twice since <laughs> buying it, you know, back when it came out on Blu-ray. But, uh, yep, that concludes our review. Once again, we are Love Men Not Watch. Why Not Always? They ain't on watch for you against bad movies. You can find a show by searching the iTunes store for the Midnight Watch. Just look for the cluster picture. Or go to our main site, The Midnight Watch, on where.pilebang.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for Ghostbusters. Yep. And then I guess at some point we'll do Legend Tarzan. Yep. Probably be. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that one. To be announced. <laughs> we could Tarzan. Do it next yeah. Week. yeah, probably. Because next week is really nothing going nope. on. Secret Life of Pets, which is a kid's movie, which we don't normally do. And yeah, we only. Horrible Zach Efron comedy, which maybe I'll be wrong because I like the main cast. I like Anna Kendrick. I like Aubrey Plaza. I like Zach Efron. I like the other guy, I forget his name, from the Pitch Perfect series, but. That movie looks like straight to DVD. I still have no idea what you're Garbage. talking about and don't really care. <laughs> it looks so bad. Yeah, this summer. This summer has become a real slog. Yeah, because this was basically, after Civil War, the movie I was most looking forward to in the Purge election year. And now it's basically like, um, other than Born and Suicide Squad, it's... It's yep. kind of nothing. The only movie. Oh, Star Trek. I do actually want to see that. That looks like it's going to be. I want to see Star Trek, but Star Trek is like an afterthought for me right now. Okay. I'm just like, Because yeah, Into Darkness, we already shared our thoughts on Into Darkness. <laughs> yeah. And I know this isn't J.J. Abrams, so it'll be different. Plus, now it's kind of like, ooh, it's going to be kind of rough watching this movie now after yeah. Anton Yelchin's death. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up, but because yeah. the only movies that were really high on my radar for this summer were Civil War, Independence Day, this movie, Warcraft, and Jason Bourne. All of those movies have come to pass except for Jason Bourne, <laughs> so now I'm like, yeah, we're going to see Suicide Squad, but as you know, when I saw that first trailer, I was like, yeah. Then the second trailer, I'm like, yeah. I mean, everybody's I'm, I'm flipping out because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Look, like I say it. <laughs> I'll make this perfectly clear. I hoped and hoped, but I cannot, even with all my willpower, I cannot look past the fact that Jared Leto has a fucking grill and tattoos and walks around with a pimp cane and a purple sports car. I can't get past that. That, I'm trying to look at his performance, but I'm like, well, that's going to be rough as hell. I thought Will Smith would be channeling something different, but based on that last trailer, no, it's more of the same shit that you've seen him do in every other movie he's been in. I'm like, okay. So I guess all I have left is Marty Robbie and uh, Batman. Joe Kinnaman and our boy Adewale. I, I care about Adewale. I don't give a shit about Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> I, I saw Robocop and I still don't give a shit about him. He was all right in Run All Night, that Liam Neeson movie, but yeah. that's about it. Um, because I, I, like I said in our what was the X Men review, I, I'm not. I, I was, oh, was Marvel is my favorite, but I'm not one of those people that oh. I only want Marvel to be the only one making good movies. No, I, I want DC and Fox to... Oh, yeah, I don't mind you guys movie. making good movies. It's just uh, I'm not going to put up with too much of this bullshit that you're doing. Like, Batman vs. Superman, yeah, we just watched the Ultimate Cut. 
oh, I'm sorry, I'm not that impressed by it. And <laughs> Suicide Squad, I'm like, well, you better not suck. But, yeah, because if you sucks, do, then, yeah, I'm sorry. I like the Wonder Woman teaser footage, but if Suicide Squad is like super bad, I, I'm basically done with DC. Yeah, it's over. I'm I don't sorry. care anymore. It's, it's over. <laughs> I'm kind of at this point now where I'm, I just feel burnt out. Where I'm like, yeah, even if Suicide Squad is good, I don't know. It might be about two years before I revisit DC. I'm just tired. Yeah, and then after that, it's kind of slow to October, so, uh, yeah. Oh, we have Ouija, the origin <laughs> of evil. Oh, wait, I forgot. Wait. <laughs> it looks yeah. terrible. We got a trailer for that in front of this movie. Looks My funny. Lord, does that look <laughs> awful. <laughs> And if you didn't listen to our review, we did not like the first Ouija. In fact, I think the first Ouija ended up on both of our worst stuff yeah, list that year. I just can't remember how high. I know it was at least the top three. Because yeah, it was awful. And now we have The Origin of Evil, which I'm like, so a prequel to the Garbage First movie yep. in which all the tension is gone because the main character of the story is the evil woman from the end of the first movie. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant there. Now, before I wake, I might see that. Yeah. Lights out. I'm going to see that out of curiosity. And but, it could be good. Yeah. Even though I'm kind of like, it's a one-trick pony, yeah. you can only do the lights-off trick, like, maybe three times before it gets old. Yeah. Because already I've gotten tired of the trailer. Plus, it doesn't have the same effect now that it's been parodied twice. <laughs> With the internet between real life people parodying that shit and how they react, where, where they beat the shit out of the monster when it jumped to their face, and the one that had like it was like a cartoon of <laughs> superheroes that reacted to that shit and beating up the monster too. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't have the same effect anymore. So, yeah, I forgot about Lights Out, but that's like basically it. Yeah, until like what when is our trace about November, I think. So yeah, until like November, which I think is when Fantastic Beast comes out, but I'm not that high on Fantastic Beast because it's not the main Harry Potter group, so I don't really care that much. But uh, yeah, we'll be back this weekend and next weekend with Tarzan and then Ghostbusters. So, yeah. thank you guys for listening. Good night, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night.